Thank you for tuning in to the Our Church Podcast. Today, we wanted to share a special teaching from Pastor Gabriel Allen Powell. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Matthew 23 and 23. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, your mint and deal, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the what? The former. Let's go right back up to Matthew 5 and 17. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Matthew 23 says, Matthew 23 and 23 says, you should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. Let's let's talk about this. This right here ends the argument of tithing and not tithing. Matthew 5 and 17. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law, the law or the prophets. The law, right? In the Old Testament, it is a law to tithe. Jesus says, I did not come to abolish that. I've come to fulfill that. Okay, let's jump down. Watch this. Matthew 23 and 23. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. You hypocrites, you give a tenth of your spices, mint, deal, and common, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law. So you do tithe. But now you've neglected something else, which is what? Watch this. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You should hold on to the latter, but don't neglect the former. I didn't make that up. So all of this argument about do we tithe, New Testament comes to do. No, Jesus says, hold on to what was, but we're about to go into a new season. Watch this. I'm not to just hold on to law without embracing grace, but there's still a law. Okay, now it comes to your house. You have rules and regulations for your children, right? And if they cut, so you got, you got curfew. Curfew is, I had a curfew for some reason. That child didn't have no curfew. I'm still wounded by that. <laughs> but I had a curfew. I had to be home at 11, and then it was 12, and it was back to 11 because I came in at 1, and so just that disobedience. Watch this. I could have, he, uh, Dad could have given me the full consequence of coming home later. But he gave me grace even though I disobeyed the law. It does not negate the fact that there's a law. But now, instead of just law, 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 when I do not follow the law, there is now, watch this, there's not immediate consequences. Now there's immediate grace. Did it, did, was that okay? So I want us to understand we can't pick and choose scripture. This is New Testament saying now before we go into this new covenant, this does not mean we are not to live in parameters of law. You do owe God a tenth. And when you do not do it, that does not disqualify you from his blessings. That's the grace. 
But because you abolish the law, you don't get the fruit of the principle. I do owe God a tenth of my revenue. I do. But if in fact it gets tight, just know he still loves you and you're still blessed. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. I don't put the ED on that. I didn't say, I'm blessed. Okay? You're still blessed, but you're not prosperous. You're still blessed, but there's no overflow. So just understand that when you take God's money and you pay a bill because you didn't have enough faith to watch God provide, just know that that promotion that you're looking for, because that's where the tenth is going. The tenth is in a kingdom account. And when you need something that you don't deserve, but because you activated principle, God will just go ahead and say, well, make this withdrawal and I'll give you the promotion that you really don't deserve. So watch this. Where your treasure is, your heart will be there as well. Your treasure, your most valuable possession. Where's your treasure? Watch this. If you want to find your heart, find where your treasure is. Your money, wherever you put your money, that's where your heart is. What's this? Your heart, your heart, your affections, your, your, your emotions, your thinking, every, every, your soul is in your heart. Watch this. You understand that the, uh, the, the Israelites did not have an understanding of the brain at the time. So they equate everything to the heart. Everything is the heart, heart, heart. They didn't have an understanding of the brain. They didn't have an intellectual understanding of the capacity of the brain. So they associated everything to the heart. Hear me carefully. Watch this. Wherever, wherever my treasure is, my mind, my will, my emotions, that's where you can find that. So watch this. When I don't give to the things of God, God does not actually have my heart. Wherever my treasures are, that's where you will find my heart also. If you want to measure your affections and your, watch this. If you want to measure your love for God, track where your treasures are. Who gets your time? That's valuable. It's more valuable than money. Where's your time spent the most? Who is your time spent with the most? Where are your resources going? Where is your effect? When you get up in the morning, what's the first thing you think about? When you lay down at night, what's the last thing you think about? What do you dream about? What's your ambitions? What's your passions? Those are, that's your, that's your heart. Whatever's in your heart, what's this? That's your treasure. And so wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So this is the thing. I can measure my worship life. Predicate is based upon where I put that which is valuable to me. So watch this. If I am not a consistent giver, I have an inconsistent heart for God. If I pay my bills first, hear me. Listen, man. I've been in love before. And I've had things to come up. I've had the light bill, the car note, right? I've had the insurance. I've had all of those things. But when when the person that has my affections needs something, 
I have sacrificed my needs to make sure that whatever, where my affections are, where the watch this, I have sacrificed my, my, my necessities to make sure that that person was happy. So watch this. And so this, this, this is why we're talking about this. Because, because we, play, we play these games with God and we play these games with the scripture and we play these games with, and when we're in church and we talk, oh, I, you know, I had a bill, I had a bill. But when you're in love, uh, love comes before bills. Oh, yeah. So watch this. You will make sure that the love of your life is taken care of. You will go without. You will have faith. I'm just going, Lord, you are going to find the money that you gave to the love of your life because you wanted to make sure they were happy. You knew the risk that the lights were going to be turned off. You knew the risk that the car nut was going to get behind. You knew the risk. You knew the risk. But because that person is your treasure, that's where you find your affections. So let's not argue and say the reason I don't tithe is because I don't have enough. You have enough. It's just not your. Watch this. As I grow in my walk with the Lord. You ever heard somebody say, I'm just trying to get closer to the Lord? One of the, one of the signs that you're getting closer is that you are a giver. One of the signs that you're developing in your relationship with the Lord uh, is, watch this, uh, you start dying to selfishness and you start giving, you you start giving what you don't have. Yeah, because watch this, uh, watch this, as I'm growing in my walk with the Lord, just because you don't smoke a weed or you don't drink no liquor and just because you don't curse uh, or just because you don't fornicate or just because you don't do those little things that you don't want to tell anybody about, uh, just because you went uh, two or three weeks without doing that does not mean you are getting closer to the Lord. No, sir, what says I'm getting closer to in my walk with the Lord is when I die to myself, I want to hold on to everything. I don't want to give to everything about me, 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 me. No, sir, don't give yourself a pat on the back because you stopped cussing for two weeks. Give yourself a pat on the back when you give what you do not have. Are you a giver? Determines your walk with the Lord. You can tell, you can tell broken people, you can tell broken people because they are givers. Broken people give. They're sensitive to the needs of others. God can speak to them. Watch this. You know you're getting closer to the Lord when God can speak to you. Oh, yeah. Watch this. God can speak to you about you. We got a lot of people that can hear God about everybody else, but, but, but God can't tell. Watch this. You don't have enough uh, 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 the discipline uh, to go in your closet uh, and to take four or five shoes that you have not worn uh, in about six months uh, and give them to the person that you see uh, every Sunday or every Tuesday. Uh, you know somebody needs something. Uh, and watch this. You know you have not been broken uh, when you have plans uh, for something that you have not used uh, for six months. Uh, no, sir. Uh, broken people are givers. Uh, God can speak to broken people and say I need you to give those shoes away I need you to take them out to dinner I need you to hand them $20 for gas I need you to 
go out to lunch with him. I need you to call. Watch this. Watch this. You are even not broken when you pray, but 90% of your prayer is about what you need. Do you understand that you are a real worshiper when 10% of your prayer is about you, but 90 is about would you bless my brother? Would you bless my sister? Would you heal somebody else? Give them a promotion. Lord, I want them to be married first. I know I want to be married, but I'm okay with you blessing somebody else with a husband. That's a real worshiper. Can we talk a little bit? Yeah, watch this. It is not accurate, Mallory, to say that the church does not pray. It's statistically proven that 85% of the church does pray. But the reason we don't see revival is because 85% of the church prays about themselves. I can show you the stats. We're praying people. But we don't pray to be conformed into the image of God. Think about it. Last night you prayed. When did you say, watch this. Did you say more of Lord, make me like you? Can you even pray a prayer that does not ask God for anything? Other than his heart. Other than to be conformed into his image. And watch this. You know, watch this. This is why, this is why we can't go a whole lot of places in worship. It's because you came into the house of God looking for, I need something to happen. And this is about me. This is, I need you to move Monday. I got this to do tomorrow. And I came, oh, we got into an argument. Or I didn't know what to wear. Or do I look good? Or how am I going to get the bill, the money to pay this? Watch this. You know real worshipers. You have to understand. Help me, Lord. When you come into the presence of the Most High God, everything, nothing matters but him. Yeah, we sat in worship today with our fancy clothes on, looking and trying to figure out what's going on and worrying about bills and worrying about what we're going to do when we leave. You listen, about 10 people are trying to, 10 people already planned what they're going to eat. Oh, we, we hadn't even finished. We hadn't gotten to 1045 yet or 1145 yet and people are still planned, already planned what their dinner is. But when you come into the presence of the Lord and you've been broken, nothing else matters but his glory nothing else matters but God I want an experience with you God turns our heart our hearts to clay when we're closer to him you have to understand this it was unfair for Jesus to be accused of something that he did not do but yet he did not remove himself from the cross. I'm going somewhere. It is unfair. It's unfair how the Holy Spirit will tell you to give what you don't have. All my budgeters. All my mathematicians. Okay, I, I, you have your, watch this. How can you budget what God, what, watch this. How can you budget what you have when God didn't budget his blood for you. Oh, help me, Lord. Oh, yeah. How can you budget? Uh, how can you budget giving uh, when God didn't budget give, giving for you? Uh, you uh, I'll, I'll, I'll change it like this. Um, do you understand uh, that what you did last night um, and what you did the day before and what you said all week uh, and where you went uh, and all the things you participated in, uh, all the 
way down to that nasty thought that you had about something or about someone you don't deserve to have breath on the inside of you you don't deserve to wake up every morning if you're still here it's a miracle if you're still here it's called mercy the bible says that we are a footstep away from death i wear a size 14 i am 14 inches from seeing my last breath it's a blessing to wake up every morning it's a miracle it's grace it's mercy i don't deserve it but he's god Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Pastor Gabriel Allen Powell. If you enjoyed this message and want to stay connected to the R Church, text WE and the letter R to 31996. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are because he is.